Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. All right, here we go. Pac-12 fans, this one's for you. Put your hands up, This is the Pac-12 Apostles. Keeping it real. And only the truth lives here. Pac-12 Apostles. Man, are you kidding me? Just when we thought the Pac-12 had ridden itself of Larry Scott, on to George Kliakoff, and everything was better. It's not. So what is the state of the Pac-12 after three weeks of college football? We're going to recap the games from the conference in week three. Should San Diego State, BYU, and Fresno State be included in our Pac-12 power rankings and our week four preview? And of course, the referees in college football have just have just caused a scene and even in the Pac-12. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. And this is the Pac-12 Apostles. This is the podcast by Pac-12 fans for Pac-12 fans where you get the heat, you get the truth, and we keep it 100 with you. Uh, We're not going to sugarcoat things and no bias, no junk. Just keeping it real. Ralph, let's start the day with the state of the Pac-12. Because I was out here touting after the first week and then two weeks, despite Washington losing to Montana. Yo, the conference is where it needs to be. Everything seems brighter with George Kliakoff. And then we get absolutely humbled 
a giant slice of humble pie over the last couple over the last two weeks. And it's just and now we're left with UCLA's win over LSU, which still looks good because Fresno State's good. But uh, there's nothing left really except for Oregon unless you get USC, UCLA and Arizona State to win out. But that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah, things aren't great. (laughs) (laughs) We're a few days removed from like, oh my God, Pac-12 South, new king of college football. This is the division. Let's go to like, I don't, I I don't know the Pac-12 South. I don't don't know who they are. I didn't (laughs) a new number. Who this? Yeah, your name's not on the list. But I told you though, I was like, yo, we 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 gotta be careful at you know, anointing them too early. And okay. So if anybody, obviously everybody knows what happened in week three, but the obvious hiccups were uh, BYU beating a third straight pack 12 team, third straight. And they still got two more to play. You had Colorado getting blanked by Minnesota and Sacramento state scoring 30 points on Cal San Diego State beating Utah. And of all of that, that wasn't even the worst thing that happened. Northern Arizona beat Arizona for the first time since 1932. Ralph, I listened to you. You t- Because when we were picking the point spread, I yeah. almost picked Northern Arizona, but you told me they were so bad that they couldn't win. Explain yourself. They lost by 31 to South Dakota the week before. (laughs) What do you want from me? South Dakota beat them by 31 seven days before they showed up in Tucson. And I did say, I did say that NAU dropped 40 plus on U of A um, two years ago at the beginning of the 2019 season. And so they had the opportunity to play it close. I did not know that university of Arizona was not going to have the ability to move the football on their defense. And, and NAU has a couple of good guys on their defense. Like they got a Washington state bounce back. They got a guy named Carson Taylor. Who's got like an NFL body, but even he went out late in the game with what looked like a pretty bad injury. So I don't know what the hell. Okay, happened. so 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 before we even get into the game, though, where does the conference stand, and how, and like, what is the chance that there's a college football playoff berth? Like, how does it happen? Like, what like what can happen for the conference to regain what was lost last weekend? There are only there are currently three paths to a college football playoff berth. One is Oregon wins out. Which is the simple, like the simplest one, like Mm -hmm. not necessarily the most likely, but just the simplest. Yep. Second one is Arizona state wins out and BYU stays ranked. That's, that's the second one. Okay. Um, The third one, which I think is a little bit more tricky is UCLA wins out and Fresno State manages to get through the gauntlet that is the Mountain West um, and and finds their way pretty high into um, 
into the top 25. And that would mean for UCLA winning out would be beating Oregon probably twice in the regular season and then in the Pac-12 yep. championship. Mm-hmm. That's, so that, huh. that's what makes that yep. third most difficult for me because beating Oregon once, like I'm sure you, you could probably imagine it happening, but twice there's no way. Yeah. So um, that those are, those are, that's it. That's our three left because, because USC winning out is I'm, I'm I'm sure someone would throw that out there as a possibility. It's not. It seems so unlikely with what we've watched, right? Right. Like everything that we've seen from them feels like that this is a multiple loss team. They're always flirting with disaster. They can't run the football. And I know that they'll tell me last game against uh, Washington State, we ran the football. No, you didn't. It's in it's in. Uh, passing situations that you're able to run the football and then Washington State quit. So I this was But I, I guess I guess because the possibility exists, you would ha- you would have to include it. The possibility okay. exi- it exists. So there are four paths to the college football playoff. One of them runs through the north and is the most likely by far. I would say three times as likely as the next thing. Um I would put I would put Arizona State because they don't have to play Oregon at number two, and because the Pac-12 South showed that it had a lot of flaws. Um, so I'd put I would put Arizona State at number two, but it's so distant, and then just below that UCLA because beating Oregon twice would be pretty wild. Um, and then obviously UCLA has to play um, Arizona State as well, so they they could kind of cancel each other out depending on that, that situation. And then you have USC here, which definitely has some talent on both sides of the ball, but like, you're not going to fix that culture. You're not going to fix that culture overnight, which was what brings me back to the PAC 12's failure this week in general. Yes. I am still excited to have George Klyavkov as our commissioner, but it's like getting out of a really contentious relationship and then hopping into a new one. And for a few weeks, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is fantastic. They compliment me in all the ways that the previous person didn't. But then you start to realize there are problems in the relationship and the problems lie on your end because that other person broke you. And you are still broken. You have not done the work that it's going to take over time to be fixed. So you realize like, oh, I'm the I'm the bad one in the relationship now. You know, you, you have to up your game and, and, and level up. And, and, and it's, I think it's going to take time to get recruiting where it needs to be to get the right coaching staffs in place. I asked you a question that we put out as a Twitter poll and, and I got shot down. But th- there was a, a point in the week, George, where I was like, if you took the 12 coaches from the Mountain West and you swapped them out directly with the 12 coaches that are in the Pac-12, I'm not sure we'd be worse off. OK, see. OK, see, here's the here's the truth of the matter, Ralph, is that. In these one-game non-conference scenarios, the other teams, like, this is their Super Bowl. That's why they go out and Fresno State will beat UCLA, and then they'll go lose to somebody who's not as good as UCLA because they, they, they're they not up or as focused or something as they were for this particular game. Yeah, I don't know, though. I don't know in this era of these people that are bouncing back in the transfer portal. Like when I watch San Diego State, George, and I look at Greg Bell 
and I look at uh, um, Shaver, the six foot six guy they put on special teams. I look at those two guys and I'm like, oh my God, they would start for all 12 Pac 12 teams. Some of these players that are bouncing back to the Mountain West are very good. Like Hank Bachmeyer for Boise State, their quarterback, yeah, we already know they, the whole Pac 12 messed up on him. Well, well, part of that is because they aren't in a situation to where, like, that they may have gone to the wrong situation. Yeah. And then they end up, you know, end up playing very well. But what do you think about this idea that Pac-12 coaches keep floating out? And I'm talking about from the ones that that are good, like from the programs that were supposed to be good and that people thought could potentially win a national championship or get to the playoff or just any any of the ones who had very high expectations like Arizona State, USC, Washington, and then their their coaches come out and say the party line, yo, all of our goals are still in front of us. And you're just like, wait, what? How are all of your goals still in front of you? If you're Washington, how are all of your goals still in front of you? Because I was on your message board, your fans and you were talking about, you know, maybe winning a a Pac-12 championship and then going to the college football playoff. How are your goals still in front of you? And to me, this just feels like outrageous spin and I'm not buying it. I'm not buying if, if you come out after a loss and our goals are still out in front of you, us, I don't trust you. Yeah, no, it's deal or no deal. You open the suitcase with a million dollars in it and you're like, oh, we still got 250000 on the board. Like that's that's the mindset that you're talking about. You're talking about adjusting expectations because your expectation every single week is to win. And yeah, now, but it, it, it's the our goals are still in front of us like you didn't just check off one off the box. All our, they, they say all our goals are still in front of us. Like you didn't just have to swipe off the one at the top. Yeah. Nope. I'm with you. And um, I think that it, it's very ironic that um, the, the SEC is kind of taking an opposite position to what a lot of the other conferences are doing. We've had George Klyavkov out there saying like, we need, we got to get down to eight conference games. And the SEC is like, nah, we're going to add more conference games. And now I watch what happens in out-of-conference play within the Pac-12, and I'm like, but well, we don't need any out-of-conference games. <laughs> Don't 12, we play each other. Yeah, tw- okay. 12 games, and one of them can be part of the alliance, and the other 11 against Pac-12 because that okay. is – No more Mountain West. No more San Diego State for, for damn sure. We are not scheduling San Diego State. No effing more. <laughs> no more Aztecs. Okay, so now who had the worst week or who which conference seems to be in the worst shape it, at this point? Is it is it ACC or the Pac-12? Because I actually think the ACC is in worse shape than the Pac-12 is because the Pac-12 at least still has an undefeated team and a team that looks like it's playing good football and then some some teams that could recover. You have my Miami who's just getting I mean, they got wrecked by Michigan State and former Pac-12 coach Mel Tucker, who has that team looking like we've never seen Michigan State look in terms of athleticism, speed, all of that. Uh, Virginia Tech lost to West Virginia, who people who was in the top 15. North Carolina already took a tumble to that Virginia Tech team. Pitt lost to Western Michigan. You had Florida State get drowned by Wake Forest. 
Northwestern, who's usually good, is lost to Duke. And um, yeah, and Clemson, good God, what the hell is going on with DJ Uangalele? Uh, so w- which conference do you think is in the worst shape? Uh, I would say it's a double-sided question because part of that question is which conference do you think is weaker in the middle so that their champion will have an easier time running through it? Does that make sense? Like if you, if you say which conference is in the worst shape, well, if there's more parity, then you're technically in worse shape. I think there's more parity in the ACC because Clemson doesn't look dominant at all. Yeah, I mean, does Oregon? I mean, they they, they have a quality win where they actually scored in three games. DJ Uangalele hasn't thrown a touchdown pass, not right. one. Right. So, but and they I, only scored fourteen points against Georgia Tech. That team looks like. I mean, like you, it, it feels like that it's more likely at this at this point, as we stand right now, that Oregon goes undefeated than Clemson goes undefeated. O- only because Clemson can't score points right now. Yeah, yeah. You you would rather be able to score points. Um, but Oregon has a couple of slow starts, and they did. There are two sides of the football, and they did give up four hundred thousand passing yards to a true freshman. And so it, it I don't know if anybody. If the if the middle to higher end of the Pac twelve a, a retro freshman, but okay. Who's more dangerous? Who is more dangerous? UCLA or Virginia Tech? UCLA. So wouldn't that put the Pac twelve in worse shape? Because that it would give them less of a chance to Oh oh or oh, or do you I, I think everybody's a threat to Clemson right now. Yeah. Only because they can't score. If you get in Dude, Georgia Georgia Tech's terrible. Virginia Tech can't score either. So I, I would say that the But best- there's North Carolina, there's Wake Forest, there's NC State who's playing really well. There is um Boston College is not to be played around with. Virginia can score. Yeah. I think that if North Carolina runs the table, I think the most likely scenario for the ACC to have a competitor this year, if Clemson's offense can't get back on track, is for North Carolina to run the table. Yes, but that they can't. Their defense is god awful. They god awful. Uh, but they have. But they score a lot of points. Um, so what do you re- remember at the beginning of the season? Though we said that if Fresno State, if well, sorry, if. BYU and San Diego State, but BYU explicitly, that if they won their first three Pac-12 games, that we were going to have to include them in the Pac-12 power rankings. I was ready to do it anyway. So, and then they still have two more Pac-12 teams (laughs) left to play. And I am afraid that... It's because they still play Washington State and they play USC to end the season. And I'm sitting here like, dude, if they go 5-0 and against the Pac-12, shouldn't the Pac-12 be like the thanking sweet baby Jesus that they're going to the Big 12 just so they don't have to play them five times every year? Because what's happening right now 
is unexpected because Jalen Hall is killing them. And you would have thought that Zach Wilson and his team last year, that it was an outlier season because they were so good because they played a weak schedule and now they're playing the Pac-12 and they're just dominating. Yeah, and I think it's probably time that we got to put some respect on on Hall's name by using his correct name because Jalen Hall is in prison and Jaron Hall is putting Pac-12 defenses in prison. <laughs> so, All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I guess there is a, a, a separate Jalen Hall who is also at Western Michigan, but that is not uh, neither here nor there. Um, Jaron Hall, he, he looked good, but he did make a lot of mistakes against – Arizona State, they're not this perfect team. I think that University of Arizona feels like they could have beat BYU. ASU feels like they could have beat BYU. And I'm sure that Utah fans are are kicking themselves still because even though they got dominated, their running game was working. And so it, it could have just been a matter of a bad game plan. You got three teams thinking that they probably should have should have beat BYU. And I, I hope that Washington State or USC is able to um, – to, to, to get some Pac-12 revenge. But but as it stands right now, you could have BYU with maybe the second, third most Pac-12 wins of anybody playing four less games at the end of the year. And if that's the case, you might as well just give them a spot in the, in the, in the title game. <laughs> All right. I kind of so. do want, like, what if, what if Oregon, what if Oregon wins out and BYU wins out and then those two end up having to play each other in the playoff. That would be wild, dude. That would be a sixth game. They might as well join the conference at that point in time. Yeah. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Okay, so now let's go into our Pac-12 power rankings before we get into the recap of Mm -hmm. the game. And I'm a when I look at this and yes, we are going to include the teams that we said that we were going to include. Check the chat, Ralph, Um, is so I'll go through my 12 through six and then you go, sorry, 12 through seven. And then you give me your 12 through seven. Okay. Okay. This week and this week only. I am, well, not not necessarily this week only, but I am putting, I have 13 teams instead of 12 teams. And my 13th team, which is the worst team in the Pac-12, um, is, I and this, and this was tough, because I debated between Arizona and Colorado at 11 and 12 really, really hard, right? Colorado just lost 30 to nothing and had like 60 total yards of offense. 72, be nice. (laughs) Oh, okay. 72 total yards of of offense. That's embarrassing. And it it looks broken. It looks very, very broken. And so I debated between those two, but but Arizona lost to NAU. So they are the 13th worst team in the Pac-12 and have to be relegated. Um, number 11, Colorado. Number 10, just by virtue of the fact that they lost to an FCS team, Washington is number 10. And they haven't, they don't have a quality win yet because Arkansas State was absolute dog water on defense, as my kids would say. Um, Washington State at nine, Utah at eight, Cal at seven. Oregon State at six. And I'm going to tell you, I don't feel any type of good about six, six to nine. And a, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I went too far. <laughs> okay. So, so now you know my six. But, okay. But what's your 12 through seven? Well, I've also relegated University of Arizona because I have concerns that they would not be a top six Mountain West team nor a top three Big Sky team. Um, given that they probably just lost to the team that's going to fish number number seven in the Big Sky, uh, and Montana beat um, Washington, and Sacramento State dropped thirty on Cal. Plus, Weber State has won like four conference championships in a row, so you know that Arizona's not beaten Weber State. I don't know if they would even compete in the FCS. 
to get a playoff spot. And that is horrifying. So they are in the 13 spot. We used to have the Judas spot. We used to call it the Judas spot. Yes. Uh, 12. I, I don't know what 13 is. The demons in swine. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 12. I have Washington state uh, because I think that as of, as of right now, where it stands right now, if Jaden Delora is not playing quarterback for them, I don't know if they have the ability to score. Correct. I don't think that they can stop anybody in the passing game, which is very, very scary. Uh, Not a good place to be. Number 11, I have Oregon State. I feel like they should probably be higher upon revisiting this and rethinking it, but it's just a talent level thing. I think when we actually get into Pac-12 North play, they're going to get exposed uh, by some of these other teams who who were executing poorly but have a higher level of talent. Yeah. Number 10, I have Washington. Um, I've not been impressed. It is, if you are a Washington fan and you spent two weeks wondering where the hell Kamari Pleasant and Sean McGrew were, and then you watched Kamari Pleasant and Sean McGrew be two of the four best players on the field uh, against Arkansas State, that's like gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. I think McGrew got in the end zone twice. Yep. Uh, it's just, I don't know, incredibly frustrating if you are. It's incredibly frustrating to Washington fans, too. I've been on their message board. They are pis bro, about the McGrew thing, especially. I would be as well. I would be as well because you have your coach for two weeks telling you, like, like, no, we did the best thing for the team. And then he puts that player in who the best thing for the team was for him to not play. And then he looks like one of the better offensive weapons in the pack 12. And it's like, if Johnny on the couch can do your job better than Jimmy on the field, then Jimmy doesn't need to be on the field anymore. Mm. Um, Damn. So I got Washington at number 10, number nine. I got Colorado. Um, They have a very good defensive backfield. I've been impressed with their entire defense really, but the offense doesn't get them a chance to move the ball. And Brendan Lewis, who I still like has just got to, it, it seems like he, to him, the worst thing is a turnover. Throw it up. See what happens. You might as well give your punter a break and throw a deep interception. Like, throw it up to Brandon Rice. See what he can do. Yeah. Not helpful for that team that Levante Chenault just got suspended for the four millionth time. They could really use him right now. So if he wants to stop getting suspended, that would be great. I think it's an indefinite suspension, which usually means he he gone. Um but yeah, he even kicked kicked off the team for the third time now, and we'll see uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, that's my number nine team. At eight, I have Utah. They are bad, and they just lost another defensive lineman, uh, one of their better defensive linemen. So that's not good. They don't know who they're going to play at quarterback, and they can't run the ball. Um, well, they couldn't run the ball this this uh, last week against San Diego State, even though they looked like they had a decent running game against BYU. Um, so th- they they are no good when they're trailing. If yeah. you get this team down, Cam Rising was able to kind of bring them back, um, and then obviously they took that uh, they they took that game as far as it was going to go. Um, I don't know. They don't look good to me uh, at all. And number seven, I have Cal. Okay, um, and Cal is. Yeah, they Cal, are Cal is as mediocre as you could possibly get. Yeah. Yep. And okay, so my number six is Oregon State. Like I said, five 
Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> because I went to 13. Uh, seven is Oregon State. Six is ASU. And then number five is USC. Then I come in with the combination of Fresno State, BYU, and San Diego State at four. Stanford at three. UCLA two. And oh, wait, no, I can't do that. I have to put Fresno State above. No, no, I'm le- I'm leaving it as as is because I don't think that Fresno State, BYU, and San Diego State are all better than Stanford, UCLA, and Oregon, who are my number one through three. <laughs> all right, my number six is USC. Um, a little bit of life injected into them with with, with Jackson Dart. I thought he looked fantastic. I thought he was a gamer. I love war paint on a backup quarterback. So now I guess I have to be a Jackson Dart fan. Um, they they really, really rallied around Jackson Dart. Uh, didn't like Keaton Slovis' body language after getting benched. But then again, the guy's sick of getting banged up back there. And I, I don't blame him. Um, but that this team needed a jolt of energy, perhaps a new quarterback and a new head coach is uh, the thing that will get them there. So I have them at number six, Arizona state at number five, still think they're a very strong team that shot themselves. Um, you know, they, they, they really punished themselves in this game with 19 flags, 15 that were accepted and four turnovers, <laughs> including two turnovers that just Ralph, just give us the power rankings, dude. We're going to go over the games. Hey, you, I watch the games. I have something to say. If you don't have anything to say, that's on you, man. Okay. Uh, okay. I apologize. I, I'm, I'm giving the why behind the what. It's important for millennials. I know you're a little bit older. I know you're on the Gen X end. Oh! <laughs> the only Gen Xer who doesn't know who Nirvana is. Um, wow. All right. Off fine. The- fine. Whatever. Stanford is four. Tanner McKee. Uh, that's my reason for that. Three is UCLA because they actually look good. Two is the combination of Fresno State, BYU, and San Diego State that is currently six and one against the Pac-12, almost seven and zero. Oh. And number one is Oregon, who had to come back in the fourth quarter to beat Fresno State. So that's and was up only seventeen to seven against um, Little Sisters of the Poor this week at half. And that's why you got to be that guy? I don't know. We should call it the Pac-12 rankings and take the word power out, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there is power there, dude. Don't we can't be a true full Debbie Downer? We do have to acknowledge what happened, but it's gonna get better. The best player in the Pac-12 is Travis Dye, and you don't even like him. No, he's not. Oh God, I do like Travis Dye. Okay, so let's go through the games this past week. Uh, and there, and this is the last week where there's 411 games. So, so this is good, good news. We'll hit these FCS joints uh, first and quick. Uh, Utah State, I'm sorry, Oregon State at Utah. I'm sorry, at Idaho. Um, how did we do in that game? We both got the spread that we invented correct, and then I think the over under we blew it. Because it was forty-two to nothing. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. This was a bludgeoning. I did not watch this game. I didn't watch this, this game either. Second game, so uh, I, I wasn't going to watch. I mean, Idaho's best player, Hayden Hatton. I don't even think he had a statistic in this game, so it was kind of pointless. Yeah, I, I didn't watch this game either. It, it like for for what? 
All right. Um, next game up, Sacramento State and Cal. How did we do there? Uh, Sacramento State and Cal, we invented a line that was 24, so obviously we blew that. You took the over, I took the under, so you got that right. Um, I watched two quarters of this game. Some of the throws Chase Garbers was making was like he was just toying. He had no respect for that defense whatsoever, just lofting balls up in the end zone um, for, for people to come down with. I thought the offense looked good. I was really confused as to if the defense just got gassed at the end. Dude, I don't know, but they, giving up sac- 30 points to Sacramento State is not good. And and people will give you the, oh, it was the backups. Well, the backups will eventually have to play because people get hurt. So I so I never bought into that. Oh, it was just the backups talk because the backups matter. Those are the people that are going to come in when your players get hurt inevitably. So sorry. Yes, your backups giving up points does matter. And this is three weeks in a row that they've been thoroughly outplayed in the second half. Three Mm. weeks in a row. So that, that, that makes for a trend. And I know that I know that Sacramento state's head coach is a former Cal quarterback. And I know that it's, you know, there's some, uh, you know, uh, conflicted Cal fans out there of like, well, he must be really good. Maybe he'll be our next head coach or whatever. Like, no, your team keeps gassing out in the second half. And that is not going to be good come Pac-12 play. Yep. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, guys. It's Rich Davis from Covino & Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. 
with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Northern Arizona. Oh, actually, no. Let, 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 let's. I forgot the other terrible game. Let's go to Oregon uh, Stony Brook. Oregon won 48 to 7. Um, how did we cut? How do we do on the line on this game? We came up with Oregon minus 36 with an over under of 54. I think the total score is 55. So pretty good job of setting the line. And then Oregon covered the 36. Yeah. Um, Anthony Brown got hurt. He may, he should be back this week against Arizona. You had Kayvon Thibodeau not play a bunch of Oregon had like half of their defense starting defense, not start the game. It was an atrocious offensive first half. And, but in the, in the second half, they only allowed like six total yards of offense in the third quarter and shut them down in the fourth. And it, it was, it was the way it should be in the second half of this game. There wasn't a lot to be learned. Yeah. Troy, Troy Franklin played, played well. Yeah, that that was kind of the bright spot. Oh, yep. and and Verone McKinley too, who was packed well, defensive player of the week again. I uh, I enjoyed seeing Ty Thompson get some run. Um, this reminded me a lot of last week's ASU UNLV game, in which the first half was. Uh, it seemed like um, coaching staff was trying to figure out what it was they were playing with, trying to learn their own players, and then once they figured it out, it was. Uh, it was a boat race at the, at the end. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the, the first half was, was, was frustrating. I know you were frustrated. I know you had to put money in the swear jar. Um, <laughs> yes, I did have to put money in the swear jar. And then the second half is exactly what it, what it should have, what been the first the half game. should have, should have been. This game should have been 72 to seven or 72 yeah. zero. Um, all right. Northern Arizona, Arizona. This was, an unexpected result. I, for the life of me, I mean, even at halftime when Arizona was up 13 to seven, it was like, okay, they'll come out and win. It's, it's fine. So I kind of just flipped back and forth because it was a lot of games on at the same time. And Northern Arizona, Arizona's going to get a, like I thought it deserved the same attention until I went back and watched that Idaho, Oregon state got. But or Cal Sacramento State, but it didn't. It deserved way more attention. Yeah, this was brutal. Uh, Will Plummer got benched through two interceptions. Jordan McLeod came in, went six for seven through a touchdown. I, I would expect heading into the Oregon game, I would expect Arizona to name their third different starting quarterback of the season. Uh, they ran the ball pretty well. Um but didn't stick with the run. That's a, that's the thing that I don't understand is between their two um, Michael Wiley, who is their starting running back, like that he's the guy he had three carries for negative one yard, but then the, 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 the other, the other two uh, backs had 15 carries for 109 yards. 
averaged a combined like six and a half, seven yards a carry. Uh, they threw the ball 41 times for what? For what against this team? Establish the run and get yourself a win. Before this game, they were debating whether or not before this game, they were debating whether or not they were going to storm the field if they broke their 14 game losing streak. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Storm the field against NAU. Would it be appropriate to storm the field like Kansas did if you snap the longest losing streak in the country? That was what the student body and local media were debating leading into the game. And then you walk away not even being able to do that. And I think what's incredible, what what needs to really be stressed here about this game, I know 90% of the players on NAU's roster. Okay. I know that Kevin Daniels, who had 137 combined yards and a touchdown, uh, including 27 carries for 127 yards, I know that Kevin Daniels wanted to go to U of A. I know that when when NAU was his best option, he was disappointed. And so that that is like, oof, like that that stings. Yeah, um, he made sure to to rub it in. Absolutely. I know that Hendricks Johnson, who had a touchdown catch um, in, in that game, I know for a fact that both ASU and U of A debated offering him. But ASU was like, oh, we're not going to take more than one white wide receiver. And, <laughs> That's you all know, you get. There's a, there's a quota. If, which you and I, we're not even joking. Like if you are close to college football, you know, this is a thing. Um, and so Hendricks Johnson was considered one of the better in-state pros- prospects, but he ends up at NAU. This is the second time he's played against U of A. And this is the second time he's scored on U of A. And now he's one and one against them. Harrison B. Miller, who had four and a half tackles for a loss. Guess where he went to high school? Saguaro. Tucson. In effing Tucson. Bro, and he has four and a half tackles okay, for a loss. So here, so so here's my question: Is this coaching, or is this roster this bad? <sighs> it's a not a good roster. The coaches are all really green and enthusiastic, but I think what it really comes down to is, um, there is a talent there. You can't say there's a talent gap because obviously they're going to be better than NAU on the whole. Um. I couldn't I so you got you got to give some of it to coaching and then you have to also put it on the fact that they don't have somebody they trust at quarterback to be able to execute the game plan. Maybe Jordan McLeod's going to be that guy. Maybe they go back to Gunnar Cruz. Um but but maybe not. They don't have a dedication to the run game either, which is if they George if they go out and throw 41 times against Oregon, this is going to be one of the worst losses I've ever seen. Wait, if they if they go what? If they go out and throw the ball forty one times against Oregon, the way that oh they my do, god, if, dude, if they they're like going to throw like eight picks. Yeah, exactly. And 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 y- y- I think you'll appreciate that one of the guys that housed a a, a pick against um, Arizona in this game for NAU is Tyler Shuck's little brother Brady. Tyler Shuck's brother? Yeah, he t- Shuck. He took a pick to the house against uh, huh. against U of A. All right. Well, this team is an absolute disaster. Um, Arkansas State at Washington. I know I got this spread wrong because Washington was favored by like 17, even though that they had only scored 17 points on the season. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, you. This is one of the only places where I think got a W and you didn't. Uh, was we had you had Arkansas State sixteen and a half plus sixteen and a half. I think this was what thirty five nothing at, at halftime. Yeah, no, no, twenty eight nothing at halftime. Yeah, so that's that's no good. Um, I think that uh, uh, I I don't I I don't know what to say about this. I think I already brought up the running back situation and how infuriating that is. Well, you said Washington you people board. were like because Jalen McMillan had ten catches for a buck seventy five and a touchdown, and their fans are like, "This is our offense." This is this is us. We're still the we we have the best defense and the best offense in the Pac-12. This proved it today. Okay, well, don't get cute because Memphis scored fifty-five and you only scored fifty-two. <laughs> right. This is a very very bad Arkansas State defense. Yeah, you should be proud of what your defense did. Correct in this game, the offense it should just be expected. And again, Sean McGrew only had six touches and scored on two of them. Surprise. Yep. All right. Uh, Minnesota at Colorado. This felt like PJ Flex, you know, his audition Mm -hmm. for the USC job. I mean, they came in and it was 0-0 after the first quarter. And then it was just an absolute destruction for every single second after that they won 30 to zero Colorado passed the ball for 82 yards and and you're like George I thought they had you know 60 70 yards of offense well they rushed for a team total of negative 19 yards is that bad is that bad <laughs> <laughs> he said it's that bad. Dude, that might be the worst rushing effort I've ever seen from a Power 5 team. Ever. They only, they only gave Broussard and Fontenot the ball eight times total in the running game. So eight carries for 12 yards. Most of that came from Brendan Lewis getting sacked because they were down and they kept having to drop him back. Um, They should have kept trying to run the ball. It, it's... It's absurd that they that they didn't feel that they had the ability to do that. But, I mean, man, Minnesota, Minnesota, you talk about this being an audition for PJ Fleck. What what do, what do people want to see restored at USC more than anything else? What do you mean, faith, like, hope? I, but but also like a running game. Oh yes. Embarrassment oh point. yes, and he is going to run the football. There is oh no my They ran goodness. the ball 53 times. And specifically their running backs, their running backs 48 times. 40, yeah. <laughs> 48 times for four touchdowns. Yeah, he don't he don't play them games. He's he's like, "Listen, we're not just I mean, they only threw the ball 17 times. PJ yeah. Fleck will run the ball until you force him to stop it. Then he'll throw it. But if you're running the ball at this level, they ran for five yards to carry. They're like, so what? Keep it, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Because four plus four plus four equals twelve. Three plus three plus three equals fifteen. Both of them are first downs. You know so, how hard it is to get seventy-two yards of offense without turning the ball over? Like they didn't they they just got blanked. At home. 
That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Actually, okay, so which loss is more embarrassing? Considering the statistical numbers of Colorado and considering Arizona lost to NAU, which one is more embarrassing? Uh, The last time that NAU beat Arizona was 1932. Okay, so Colorado sucks sometimes. And so I'm going to go with it is worse to be not even um, it. It is worse to not even be a top three college football team in your state when your state only has two FBS college football teams. Okay. Okay. I will go with you there. All right. The Stanford Cardinal traveled out to Nashville to go play Vanderbilt and won 41 to 23. This is a far cry from the week one effort that David Shaw's team had against Kansas State. And now after three weeks of football, they look a lot more like that eight and four team that I predicted. Yeah, this is two weeks in a row where they've had explosive plays in the run game. And if you're getting explosive plays in the run game, you're you're definitely going to have a chance. Austin Jones broke off a 61-yard run. Nathaniel Pete had, a, uh, I think, a 21-yard touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And Tanner McKee looks fine. This is not a good defense that I don't think you should be judging. I don't think that you should be judging how good Stanford's offense is in back-to-back weeks using Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is one of your – Well, they did have their starting quarterback go 16 for 37, which is well below 50%. Yeah, which gave your offense the ball a ton more. Um, Bryson Tremaine continues to be one of the more impressive players in the Pac-12. He had a touchdown reception, and again... What's he a walk-on? Walk-on, yes, from L.A., yeah. Hmm. So so that's pretty cool. Um, Defensively, it could have been better. Uh, they were yeah, led in tackles because by Vanderbilt Kelly. is a doormat of the of the SEC. They lost to East Tennessee State, yeah. and East Tennessee State held them to three points. How much more special do you feel like it makes James Franklin seem as a coach to watch Vanderbilt struggle like this? That's a good point. I didn't even consider that. Yes, extremely special because he made them. Teams were like, oh, well, we, we actually have to game plan for Vanderbilt because if we don't play or if we play around, they could actually win. And I think it was Aaron Rodgers' brother who was a quarterback at the time. See Jordan? Jordan yeah. Rodgers, yeah. Um, yeah, This is so this is, a, th- this is a decent performance. They were led in tackles by Caillou Blue Kelly, who – is is like you, your you favorite player up, right now? I, I but no, you you bring up Barone McKinley, and I think that it's probably between the two of them, to be honest. Yeah. And then obviously team success is going to get factored in. So I, like you, I'd give Barone the edge. Yep. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right. Um, we had the, oh, a the number two team in your ranking, BYU beat Arizona State. And this was the matchup between two ranked teams. How did we do in this game? You took BYU, I took ASU, so you got that one, and I think we both took the over, and so we did not get that. All right, all right. You had. You don't, uh, you don't even want to talk about because we've been fighting on the phone about ASU all week. Okay, so so here is what I said, and you guys can weigh in on this eight one eight two nine three seven five four seven. Shoot us a text message. I am just saying. How on God's green earth can I fairly and honestly assess Arizona State and the best parts of their team when they beat Southern Utah, they beat UNLV, both teams are awful, and then the first team they played with a pulse, they lost to. And I said to you, I was like, how can we say that this is still a top 20 team? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. And you were like, because you can. And I was like, no, you can't. The first time that they had a pulse, they looked terrible. They looked terrible. Parts of their parts of them look terrible. Not the whole. What do you mean? The passing game and the discipline is very bad. Yeah. Jaden Jaden Daniels throwing no touchdowns and two picks. 
Never, he's never had a multiple multiple interception game before. He's also hasn't thrown the ball thirty times very many times either. Yeah. So this is concerning if I'm Arizona State because he's supposed to be like after his freshman year, people thought he was going to be the savior. I even wrote an article about that he was the future. I also in that article said, yeah, but this isn't going to be good enough for a sophomore year either, that he's going to have to make some big strides in terms of statistics if this team is going to ascend to the heights that it desires. But with him playing the way he played against BYU, this team is headed for three, four losses. It's very possible. And I I, I will say this, um, the, the attitude toward Arizona State turned in a way that I was not expecting. Um, and I think it's because if you go back in Arizona State's history through Dirk Cutter and Dennis Erickson, there were talented teams that that uh, had self-inflicted wounds. And ASU got really sick of it, and it, it resulted in the Todd Graham era, which was lots of discipline but coaching errors. And so this was supposed to be the fix for all of that uh, was to only replace Todd Graham and nobody else and keep the discipline, but eliminate the, the, the coaching errors, right? The coordinators don't stick around. He ends up having to staff up from a, a, a limited network because he's been in broadcasting for nine years. Now the discipline is gone. And Arizona State fans had already completely washed their hands of any more ASU teams lacking discipline. So you go out there and you get 19 flags and George, Arizona State fans were calling for Herm Edwards head. They basically what what I saw online was we could have tolerated the embarrassment of the investigation. If you didn't show that same lack of discipline in your on field play. Yeah, so if you're going to get us investigated and you can't even prepare your team to understand the snap count on the road, then we don't want you. And we don't want Ray Anderson. And it, it was, it was, a, it, I mean, it, and it was near universal people being a, a team that could still win the PAC 12 now wants to ditch their head coach based on how things went at BYU. And that's how hyper sensitive. Isn't that crazy? Because they were like, we got to keep harm. And then it, it was like, Oh wait, are you, are you sure? And, and I, a big part of that is they were promised that Jaden Daniels would be, developed and freshman year, it looked like Jaden Daniels was going to evolve into one of the better quarterbacks in the PAC 12. George, would you say that Jaden Daniels is better now than he was as a freshman? No, I I, I would say they look kind of like the same person. Yeah. Well, the defense looks really good, but they're incredibly senior top heavy. And now they have another injury on the defensive line. The running game looks fantastic. If those two things carry over, they probably have some success if not, then then you're probably right. But it, the way that I look at it now is I still feel like we're probably looking at a at a top 20 team by the season's end. But you can't you can't get 20 flags and you can't like that's got to be gone. Otherwise, you're not going to get another win on the road. And they play at Washington and at UCLA. Is that what you told me? Yes. Right. And so if UCLA all of a sudden convinces a crowd to come out, then what? Then what? If you can't snap the ball or you don't know the snap count, or you can't even go to a silent count on the road. Yeah, it, it was disappointing some of the things that 
and some of the excuses that that were made like yeah the crowd is a factor and you haven't played in front of a crowd in in a while yeah i i don't know who was made for the most part asu fans universally are are upset at, at this I, I don't you you always see um mostly people making excuses for their team to i think i, I feel like i'm the only one making an excuse right now yes i think everybody's fed up yeah. And 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 those people need to temper their expectations because while while this is a bad loss in terms of because you didn't expect it and you wanted your team to look look better, I, like firing the head coach, okay, like chill. <laughs> there you you have Colorado coming up, so you're gonna win that. And then it's the at UCLA and then Stanford and Utah all three in a row, that's gonna determine their season because they're going to beat Colorado. If they don't beat Colorado, that would be like losing to NAU almost. If they don't beat Colorado. So that this is an interesting question is the staff is probably going to get overhauled at the end of the season. Like, yeah, that that's a matter of fact. Um, but would you try to get an early start on that? I think the answer would be yes. If your athletic director was not the head coach's best friend. Mm-mm-mm. Now, yeah, I don't think he'll fire Herm no matter the results. I think that he's going to make it through the season, right? They, what What if they go one and three in their next four? He can't. He can't fire Herm. They, it, that would be wild, dude. Because then, who would you make head coach? He can't make Antonio Pierce head coach with all the stuff that's happened. Yeah, I guess it'd be Zach Hill. Yeah. Yep. Pfft. All right. <laughs> um, uh, then the next non-conference game, Fresno State at UCLA. This would I was actually upset that the, at first I was like, man, at least this game was on Pac-12 Network. But when UCLA lost, but then I thought about it, I was like, no, I wish this game had been in prime time. Because people needed to understand how good Fresno State is. And Jake Hayner, their quarterback, who is a special person. I mean, like this kid has NFL written all over him. He's got the guts, the cojones, the skills, everything that you want out of your quarterback. And like he's a grinder, too. And I'm it, just sitting here like it's very, very weird to watch UCLA walk off the field and tip their cap to an opposing player. Dude, he was dying on the field. They they had beat the hell out of him, dude. They hit him so many times. He couldn't barely walk. He was like it was incredible. And I wish this game had been in prime time because it was an absolute like people needed to understand how good Fresno State is. This team is, and because remember, people were like, "Oh my God, Oregon struggled with Fresno State." Then you watch them play, and you're like, "Oh, I get it. I get it." Any Fresno State would give any dude if they played Clemson, they would beat Clemson. The way Clemson's offense is right now, Clemson can't beat Fresno State. Yeah, if I told you. If I told you that Dorian Thompson Robinson had three touchdowns, no interceptions, and that Zach Charbonnet got two touchdowns on his own on the ground, you'd have been like, oh, that was quick work. Yes, exactly. Zach, Zach Charbonnet only had six carries. 
what was that about? I know. I thought it was weird, right? <laughs> there, there had to be some explanation for it, but UCLA didn't run the football at the level that they normally do anyway. Um, they only ran it 29 times, and 13 of them were Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They ran 13 for 117 yards, which is completely opposite of what they had been doing. But part of it is because they allowed 17 points in the second quarter. So they were down 23 to 10 at halftime. And I remember saying, okay, I'm very confident that UCLA would would, would win this game because my wife's a UCLA fan. So I was like, okay. It, because Dorian Thompson-Robinson had a Dorian Thompson-Robinson moment right before halftime where he fumbled the ball all by himself. He went to go throw it, and it just fell out of his hands. And that's the most Dorian Thompson-Robinson thing that's possible to do. And then UCLA comes back, gets control of the game, gets the lead. Their defense in the second half was smothering until the last two drives of the fourth quarter. Smothering. They have multiple takeaways. They got fumbles that Fresno State recovered. It, it was just a dominating performance. And then all of a sudden, all the things that they did. So whoever's calling the plays, whether it's Jerry Eisenhower or whoever else, did the complete opposite of what they did to get the lead. In the end, they went prevent, and all it did was prevent them from winning. And Jake Hayner throwing for 455 yards on 53 attempts. You want you want to know what uh, what I found uh, kind of fun in this game because everybody's talking about Jake Hayner, right? Yep. Ronnie Rivers, their running back. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie Rivers, Fresno State running back, two star out of high school. He is out of Oakley, California, where he ran for twenty three touchdowns, fifteen hundred yards as a junior, twenty three hundred yards, thirty three touchdowns as a senior, had a two star rating from rivals and has been on the roster at Fresno state getting regular reps for four years. He decided to come back and repeat his senior year because the NCAA allows you to do that. And he now in his career at Fresno state is 73 yards shy of 3000 yards. Jeez. He is, uh, he's got 48 total touchdowns. And this is a, like this is a two-star kid who stuck it out at the same school for five years and is just a grinder. He's not a star. He he looked like one against UCLA. Yeah, he's never because, run for a thousand yards. Yeah, no, 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 no. His best year was his junior year, where he, you know, he. But he 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 gets over five yards of carry, and and uh, you absolutely just know that if he was on University of Washington's roster, they wouldn't give him carries either. <laughs> All right, the last. How, how bad was this loss? Do you do, do you think for the Pac-12? Uh, it really depends on what Fresno State does from here, and I think unfortunately for the Pac-12, the Mountain West is extremely loaded uh, at the top because you've got um, you've got a really thin defense out at Nevada, especially in the secondary, but you've got one of the top NFL prospects at quarterback that you have to worry about. Boise yeah. State is still Boise State. They have a roster whose recruiting is would would land them in like the eight spot in the Pac-12 year over year. If they were in the Pac-12, it'd obviously be better. But so you you, you have a, a team that recruits like a Pac-12 school um, that you have to worry about, 
And then Utah State, all of a sudden, they're undefeated. Wyoming's undefeated. New Mexico, under Danny Gonzalez, looks like a functional team. So I don't know if anybody in the Mountain West has the ability to actually run the table. It's only a bad loss if Fresno State gets in that Mountain West play and loses three or four games. Dude, you are – no wonder you've been so, so happy. Wyoming's 3-0. and um, No, Wyoming's 3-0. and They look like – ass they had three points going into the fourth quarter of their first game against montana state and montana state's coach was last year's offensive coordinator that was extremely frustrating and then i took the under in their game against uh northern illinois and i think both teams hit the over individually um so no i'm they're three and oh but i am still very uh, okay frustrated with how they look all right. Well, there was one conference game, and that was USC who beat Washington State 45 to 14. This was a game that USC got a last second halftime touchdown on fourth down, where they have their their new head coach, first black head coach in Dante Williams, who's the interim guy. And they were dominating in that third quarter because they went in down 14-7. And if Washington State had stopped that play, you and USC would have quit because USC actually should have been down 21-0 because Washington State dropped a wide open touchdown pass. So they should have been down 21-0. And then they would have quit had Washington State not come out and fumbled the opening kickoff, and then Washington State quit after uh, USC went up twenty-one to fourteen, and Jaden Jaden Delora got hurt right before halftime. This offense was not good after that. They played three quarterbacks: Cameron Cooper, Victor uh, Gabales, as well. One of them's a walk-on or was a walk-on. This was just. And then um, Jared Garantano still hurt, who's their other quarterback. This game for Washington State was awful, while for USC, Keaton Slovis got got hurt only through two passes. And then in comes Jackson Dart going 30 for 46 for 391 and four touchdowns. But he also had two really bad interceptions, too. So what what is to be gained from that when they couldn't run the football at all? 25 carries for 48 yards and Jackson Dart lit up a really, really bad team. I mean, like what, what are we supposed to judge about USC when USC people are acting like this is a, this is what they like. They're happy with the results. Yeah. I think there's, uh, if you're a USC fan, there's some stuff maybe you don't like about this game. And then there's some stuff that you do like Um, getting Andrew Edson, who is a freshman at Washington State, and I know they love him, but he's still a freshman, beating Dejon Benton off the edge and crushing Keaton Slovis in the beginning of that game. Keaton Slovis going down, like that was not a great start to the Dante Williams era. A big part of what was wrong under Clay Helton was not being able to protect your quarterback. Uh, and that, I mean, that, that was how this game started off. And so that kind of took the air out of the room. Travell Harris who I have said to you, the biggest crime of the Pac-12 preseason poll was that Travell Harris and then maybe to a a certain extent um, Arizona State's middle linebacker as well were left off the preseason awards. Travell Harris scored twice in this game right away. Yeah. Um, And and it really looked like he was one of the best players on the field. 
And then you get uh, Jackson Dart in the game. And Jackson Dart did something that I really appreciate. He played like it didn't matter what he did. Like they're already down 14 nothing. Oh, yeah. You're the backup quarterback. Just go out and throw. No the ball risk it, no biscuit. He's like, exactly. F it. And and that's kind of what you need out of your quarterback, right? Is a is a dude who's like, listen, I'm not worried about this. But then that's kind of the way Keaton Slovis played his freshman year. But it's like as soon it, it, it's like that old saying almost that um that when you're when you're young and dumb, but then once you realize the stakes, then that kind of change how players play. Yeah, and I don't I don't like these coaches that go out there and hammer no turnovers, no turnovers, no turnovers into their quarterback's head because that could change the way that they they approach the game. Um Jaden Daniels was a menace in high school. He was the he was the seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns. He was the Golden State War. He was like offense up and down the field, helter skelter, you know, put up ungodly numbers and then you get him in Herm Edwards uh, playing Herm ball and it's ball control. And it's just like that type of stuff drives you nuts because enough years of that and that becomes who you are. And so, you know, you, you start to see Keaton Slovis get more and more afraid of making mistakes. And, and this is just an assumption on my part. This is nothing from Keaton Slovis or his camp. I know that stories came out his freshman year of his mom, making him promise to quit if he ever got a bad enough concussion. Um, but I, when I watch Keaton Silva's play, I feel like he's worried about that next hit because he promised his parents he would never play again if it came to, you know, an issue of like brain health. Yeah. And that's some serious speculation on my part, but I watched him from freshman year to now. I watched him get destroyed by Lecky Fotu, just got blown up by Andrew Edson. The more often that that stuff happens, the more it's changed how he plays. Meanwhile, Jackson Dart's cool to go out there and hurt his knee and throw for 300 plus yards just to get be, be happy to be on the field. This so, game to me changed in the first play of the second half when Travell Harris took a helmet to his helmet and let the ball go. And the refs were like, no, that's fine. That's a that thing's allowed now. And then USC was able to tie the game 14-14 and Jaden Delora was out. And Jaden Delora's out. They can't move the ball down the field. And they're reeling because if there's one thing that Washington State fans hate is feeling like the refs want USC to win because it's definitely part of their recent history. Yes. Um, and yeah, you just saw the win. You saw Washington State change as a team. If Jaden Delora is not on the field for them, they don't look like a functional offense. And you can take the wind out of the sails of, 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 of their defense, which looked very good in the first half. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. But now we can go on to, oh, some of the, the stats and statistics this week, you actually have in terms of you have CJ Verdell leading the conference in rushing, BJ Baylor from OSU second, Zach Charbonnet third, who is surprisingly third because you would have thought that <laughs> against Fresno State he would have gotten a few more carries. That would have been interesting as well. Um, Jackson Dart is leading the conference in yards per game. Passing yards per, per game, even though he only started one game. And then surprisingly, uh, you have Dylan, uh, well, Chase, Chase Garber second as far as total offense. Dylan Morris third at UW, despite their, their terrible, you know, scoring practices the first two games. And then Thompson Robinson third, Jaden Daniels, and then Chance Nolan, Anthony Brown, Jaden Delora. Tanner McKee and Gunnar Cruz uh, round out the top 10. Yeah. I, I, do you feel like I'm starting to feel this way that only one team in the conference knows how to get the ball to their star as often as they should. Oh, that's the, USC getting it Drake to Drake London. London. Yeah. yeah it. Dude, they, everybody they else. I'm like, meter. yeah. And Washington okay. state certainly does not. Oh, you know uh, who does though. U of A, they're getting it to Stanley Berry Hill the third. He's got 28 catches. 
He's second in the conference by a by a lot because third is okay. So leading the conference with twenty nine catches, three hundred and seventy five yards, and three touchdowns is Drake London, and then you have Stanley Berryhill who has twenty eight for two sixty three. And then you have Calvin Jackson with 18 catches for 262. So it's a big drop off between two and three. How frustrating does it have to be for University of Arizona three years in a row to have a walk on be their leading receiver when you have four star Drew Dixon and four star Jamari Joyner? Yeah. Who haven't really done anything. No, you are 100% right. 100% right. Um, and where the team statistics. So scoring offense, UCLA leads at 39.7 points a game. Oregon's second at 38. And then last, and then pulling up the rear, you, oh, actually, hold up. Oregon State third at 36. USC at 34. Arizona State at 31. Cal at 30, which is surprising because they're usually around that 1920 number. Stanford's up from last year at 30. Utah's at 29. Washington State's at 27. Washington at 23 points a game. Arizona at 16. And Colorado at 14. Yeah. Oh, breaking news. You and I talked about it before we started recording, but Cal's 2022 quarterback commitment has reopened his recruitment. And that is uh, Justin. Oh my God! What what the heck is his name? Justin. Um, you know him. I'm. I'm yes, I'm, I'm yes, the black it. kid from from Inglewood. He trains with with my son. Um, Justin. Justin with a Y. Justin with a Y. You can get it. You can get the second word. Uh, Think uh, Gina. Oh, Damn Justin Gina. Martin. Yeah. Damn, Gina. <laughs> Justin Martin. So just to pair a little bit of inside info, he had been waiting on his UCLA offer. And he is in love. With, like his dream school was UCLA. He finally got it a few months ago. And he didn't decommit initially. And uh, now we will see what happens. My My, my money is on UCLA. He had just visited Ole Miss and UCLA, interestingly, came out and offered Devin Brown, USC's quarterback commit, as did Lane Kiffin <laughs> at Ole Miss, which is kind of a fun thing. At, right after his name got linked to the USC job, he offers USC's quarterback commit. Wow. Hey, I'm not mad at mad at him. And, and remember when Chip was on, what did he say about his his offers? They are committable. Yep. If you get an offer from UCLA, it's committable. So it's like whoever takes it first um, is going to be, you know, is going to be that guy. So we will see because uh, if UCLA offered Devin Brown, there's probably some communication there and they may think that they can steal him because UCLA doesn't have a surefire for sure next guy. So we shall see. So that means that there are now three Pac-12 teams without a 2022 quarterback commit. Right? Because UCLA doesn't Cal. have one. Cal doesn't have one. And ASU. Hmm. Dude, ASU seems to be in a terrible quarterback situation right right now. Oh, wait. No, no. They do have Finn, Finn Collins, who I do like. I mean, I may be partial. I've never seen him on the field yet, but 
You just like his personality. No, you like you like hanging out with him at the gym. No, I mean, dude, dude, he's a, he's. No, a, you he's know a, him though, right? Yeah, like he's know, a, you yeah, know him personally. Yeah, yeah. He, he trains with my kid. I like him. He treats my kid good. I want success for him. I've fallen into the Ralph Amazon trap. <laughs> dude, that trap. It, no, I'm there. I'm there because uh, Trent Trent Morgay, Jaden Daniels backup. I he walked on, and I want nothing but like great things for. Yeah. For him as well. Um, so I'm with you. Okay. So now on to the games this week. You have all Pac-12 games, which is good. That means that there's going to be some winners. There's going to be some some losers. Um, first thing that you have up in order of when they come on, you and there are no week games, weekday games this uh so so far yet um you have washington state at utah it is a 12 30 mountain kick so an 11 30 pacific kick um what do we have oh let me pull up the lines that you sent would you would you like some would you like some utah news okay charlie brewer uh it was announced that that he will not be starting this week and he quit the team. What? That's lame. Utah has issued a statement to the uh, Salt Lake Tribune. Charlie, so that means he's done playing. And we wish him yes. Yep. So you just quit your football career because you lost your job because you were bad, or maybe he just doesn't want to play anymore, right? That's possible. I mean, he probably came out from Baylor with the specific purpose of play, and if he wasn't going to play, then. He's done. If he if 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 his whole thing was to play, I mean, you don't you never know what's going to happen with Cam Rising. He is fresh off an ACL. Yeah. Yes. Two exactly. Of them, it could two it, of them, right? He missed his senior year of high school, and he missed last year. Yeah. So you you, you can't just assume that he's going to be starting the whole rest of the year. That's that's kind of weak. So what are we what are we doing at quarterback as a backup? If we're uh, Jaquindon Jackson. Jaquindon hey. Jackson is now the backup quarterback at Utah. We'll see, bro. That seems outrageous. Um, and last week against the spread, I was five and six, which brought me to a season total of 21 and 13. Ralph was five and six, brings him to a total of 14 and 20. And in over unders, I was eight and three, for it brings me to a total of 20. 13 and one and Ralph's over under he was four and seven, which brings him to 16, 17 and one. So uh, Ralph's a loser right now. Um, It's fair. That is fair. So. So now that that's the situation, let's go through this week's games. So um, Washington State is. Washington State is favored by 14 and a half. No, I'm sorry. Utah is favored by 14 and a half points. And the over under is 54 and a half. Who do you have? I like Utah. I like Utah because I'm not sure Jaden Delora is going to play 
in this game. No, you know what? I'm going to take I'm going to I'm going to take Washington State. Um I'm going to take Washington State just because it's I I do think that Utah is going to have issues scoring the ball. Yeah, this is rough. I think they're going to rally around Rising. Wasn't he the captain of the team? Yes, he was the captain and they didn't vote, but then the kid from Baylor was starting the one who quit. Now it makes more sense why they didn't, why the team didn't vote him a captain. Yeah. Can I, I'm going to read you this, uh, this tweet from Scott Gerard. I thought, I thought it was great. He, he works for the zone, uh, 1280 sports up in Salt Lake. Great, great radio station. Um, Jake Bentley had a 3000 yard, 27 touchdown season in the sec. Charlie Brewer threw for 9,000 yards and 60 plus touchdowns at Baylor. Both were largely disappointing at Utah and left. Huntley was homegrown and had NFL talent. The mercenary approach, for whatever reason, is not working. Well, that was an interesting take, and I wanted to get it out there. Uh, I will take, against my better judgment, I am going to roll with Washington State and hold out hopes that your boy, Jaden Delora, gets on the field. Okay, so I – all right, Ralph. I, I want to do something a bit unconventional in that is it okay with you? If I take this bet pending the Jaden Delora news, that if that if if he doesn't play, I'll take Utah minus fourteen and a half, and if he do, and the over, and if he doesn't play, and I'm sorry, and if he does play, I'll take Washington State and still the over. I will let you do that so long as whatever the line is when the game kicks off, not the line now, not the 14 and a half line now, but if it comes out that Jaden Delora isn't playing and the line jumps to 18, you got to take the line at 18. Mm, Okay. Okay, cool. All right. You drive a tough bargain, but I will take that. All right. The second game in chronological order is Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific. It is UCLA. At the Stanford Cardinal, who have found a way to, you know, come back from what was a very, very disappointing week one. And they are UCLA's favorite by six and a half. The over under is 58 and a half. I will take UCLA minus six and a half, and I'm going to take the under. I will also take UCLA. I do not believe that Stanford has a 17-point second quarter in them the way that uh, the way that Fresno State did. So I will ride with you on UCLA with, uh, with a touchdown, and I will go over because back-to-back games with Stanford going over 40 points, uh, I, think, I think might be an indicator that this game could be pretty high scoring. Yeah, my only thing is the reason why I think that you're wrong, Ralph – is because and but but you're locked in is that <laughs> that both of these teams are going to run the football very heavy especially UCLA after last week not running it very much it means clock's going to go down not going to score quite as many points that's why I got the under <laughs> um next game up the Cal Golden Bears who just lost their commit commit quarterback Justin Martin against Washington, who put up a good performance last week. So Cal is getting five and a half points at Washington, and the over-under is 46 and a half. 
I got Cal plus six and a half plus the under at 46 and a half. Because if this game goes over, that means Washington's going to win. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I will ride with you on Cal plus six and a half. I think that Cal, their issues that they've had because they should be three and oh right now instead of one and two. Um, the issues are fixable. They are coaching issues and they are fixable. So because of that, I'm going to put faith in Cal here. Um, but I don't like the under is, I mean, we're talking 28 to 20 would beat the, the, the over under number 28 to 20. Yeah. I think we're, we're I think we're getting that. Hmm. 28 I think, to, I think this is more like 24, 17 game. This feels 24. This feels like a rock fight of two bad offenses because Washington is going to regress back to the mean. They're going to throw some picks. They're going to have drive stall. This is going to be two teams that kick a lot of field goals. Watch. Yeah. Cal has been susceptible to a dominant offensive player. Um, Washington, I think, has that in Kate Otten. Um, but I think Cal scores because they take a lot of shots. They really take a lot of shots down the field. Um, so we, we'll see. That's where we're split. We both have Cal plus six and a half, and I will take the over. Yep. All right. Next game up. It is at – this is the the night game start from here on out. And that Cal game is at – Cal Washington game is at 6 p.m. Pacific. So uh, then the night game starts. You have Arizona at Oregon. Oregon's favored by 28 and a half points. The over under is 58 and a half. I got Oregon plus the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the under because I don't think University of Arizona can score. So even if this game is like 48 to 10, you're still under. Um, I think that Oregon has moved into a style points. Uh, um, yes. Uh, type of mindset. Yep. And I think that this game is important to them. I think it's important for Oregon to look for this final score to look the way it should look. And I think that it's still probably pretty fresh in Oregon fans minds that there's a couple of times against the university of Arizona where they let things get out of control and, and, and even ended up losing. So they want to make sure they take care of business at home. They want to make sure that they start quicker than last week uh, Jordan McLeod, I'm sure, is a fine quarterback if, if if Arizona decides to roll with him. But if if dude Kayvon Thibodeau plays, and I wouldn't play him. No, he well actually he's try he tried to play last week versus Stony Brook, and the team was like, no, you're you're not playing. You you, you do know that, right? Yeah, I this this offensive line. I don't know. There, there's a couple of dangerous guys on U of A's defense that I, I would look out for if I was you, George. I mean, they got a, they got like a six six three twenty D tackle who can make a little bit of noise. Um, but other than that, this is gonna be this is gonna be brutal. I I think 34, 32 to thirty four points. It I still would have taken Oregon, so I'm gonna roll with Oregon and I'll take the under. Okay. All right. The next game up is. Colorado at Arizona State. Uh, This was a tough game for me because Colorado is favored by 14 points. 
over under 44 and a half. And everything in me was like, yo, I don't believe in this in the as much in this Arizona State team because their deep because Colorado's defense had played really well until this last week, but then was it their offense? And then if their offense is just as bad, then of course Arizona State's gonna win by 14 points. So I got Arizona State plus four, I'm sorry, minus 14. Oh, and the over at 44 and a half because they may beat them 45 to zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, this game is the, the this line is as close to a guarantee um, as I'd be willing to make this week within the Pac-12, Arizona State minus 14. You are 20 consecutive drives, 20 consecutive drives for Colorado without yep. points. Oh, and that actually topped Washington's 19 straight drives without points. Yeah, How do you really, go 19 straight drives without points? Including, well, you also have to include that Oregon was playing two legitimate programs and Washington had Montana in there. So that 19 feels a lot more like 30. Um, yeah, so I, I, I feel like Washington still has the, <laughs> the record for now. Uh, Oregon State's defense is going to be challenged to keep that going. You will not see if, if there's if you believe in regression to the mean, then you should also believe in progression to the mean. ASU will not turn the ball over four times and they will not have 19 flags. So are you sure, though? Yes. Yeah, they're not going to have 19 flags. OK, if OK, so if they have 14, is that that that's damn near 19, bro? That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. If they could cut it in, you know you're in a bad place when you cut it in half and it's still terrible. Yeah. Okay, so here is, here, here's a fun secondary over-under. Um, two of them, actually. Uh, Colorado had 70-some yards of total offense against uh, Minnesota. Let's double it because UNLV only had 155 yards of offense against ASU. So let's set the over under at total offense for Colorado at 155 on the road at night. You think they get 155 yards? Do you? I'm asking you. Do you think that Colorado will have more offensive yards than UNLV did against ASU? They should. I'm going to go yes. Okay. And then will Arizona State have less than 10 penalties? No. Okay. So that you this game might end up being a little bit closer in your mind. More well, than be, 10 be, penalties. Because Arizona State hasn't shown that they will, you know, um do really good with with the penalties. So until well, I see not. that, I, I won't believe it. All right. So uh, are we both on Arizona State, though? Because that's that line is that line could be that line could be 20 and I'd still be all over it. Yeah. OK. OK. But you have 20, 20 and you would be all over it. Yeah. You I are madmen. You nah, are madmen. I think we're looking at like a 28 to three game. 28, seven, maybe. OK. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. 
Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Um, Oregon State at USC. Oregon State's getting 12 and a half points and the over under is 63. I got Oregon State plus 12 and a half and the under of 63 because if the over hits, there's not a snowball's chance in hell. Uh, Oregon State can stay within 12 and a half points. So I have to take the under if I'm taking Oregon State at 12 and a half. If Oregon State wins and you're a USC fan and you see the Oregon, if you see the Oregon State offense in action, like if it really clicks against USC the way it's supposed to, the way it's built to, even with lesser players, and you're a USC fan, do you say I would be willing to give him the keys to the kingdom? Dude, no, absolutely not, dude. Big, big, but as a smart human being, as a smart, objective human being, oh, oh, would I, you I, at least I, be I thought him? you were asking me about USC fans because USC fans aren't going to like the hire of Jonathan Smith because it's not big enough for them. Like, which is he, hilarious because yeah. he's he, he's not a a big enough name and he doesn't have, you know, quarterback head coach face. So 
And that's I, what they I, want. I lay awake at night afraid that some team with the ability to have the area recruit for them would let Jonathan Smith run things. Yes. So so <laughs> now so now the question to you is this is do they is who before we get out of here, who does USC hire? Which we will have what, months to speculate about, probably. Yeah. I tell you what, I am more and more as each day passes on the PJ Fleck train. Um, because he's done it with two programs and he's young and he's a dogged recruiter. Like Chris Peterson said at halftime of that game where Emmanuel Acho told him he was wrong. Um, Chris Peterson basically outlined the reasons why he'd never take the job. You need a 24 seven recruiter that doesn't take the fact that USC recruits itself for granted, um, which Dante Williams could be that, but yes. I don't think they're going to stick with him if they lose at all ever. Um, but I, I'm, I noticed that our guy, Andrew Hobner, threw out Kellen Moore. I don't like it. Um, I don't like it either because you don't know if he can recruit, like if he's willing to recruit on that level. Yeah, and Reggie Bush said Deion Sanders. Okay, I would love the Deion Sanders hire, right? But there is nothing Southern California about Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is a Texas South kind of guy. First so? Yeah, dude. Dude, went. When, Do you think Florida State would be on the table? Yes, absolutely. But the only problem with that is this, is that Dion seems pretty committed to the HBCU thing. He seems pretty committed to, and he's preaching that and harping that so hard, right? Yeah. About turn about getting opportunities for the HBCU kids, all that, like this and that. And if he takes another job prior to building something there, it'll look bad. I think I, I, I think that it would be kind of hypocritical because, but the only job that I would not fault him for taking and call him a hypocrite would be Florida state. If he got the Florida state job in two years, when they fire Mike Norvell, if things don't turn around because they know that this team is bad, so they know that this is a rebuild. But if after next season, if things still aren't going well, then they might fire Norvell, which would put Dion in the running. And if he hasn't done enough at Jackson State to elevate the profile, because now Eddie George has followed his footsteps and is the head coach at Tennessee Tech or Tennessee State. So now you have other guys getting involved in it and all of this. T.O.'s around all the time. Chad Johnson, like he's bringing that around. If he didn't leave for Florida State, then I think that he's going to be there quite a while. And while Dion would be a home run hire, especially with recruiting, I just don't I can't see a world where he takes the job. I don't I would shy away from hiring anybody who didn't need this job especially after watching Charlie Brewer just quit on Utah. What do you mean? <laughs> somebody who didn't need it. Somebody who, who didn't like Dion doesn't need any of this. He's doing it of his own free will. And he's also part-time in a media w working with Barstool sports. He's not like, he's not, he, I feel like he's two feet down and all in, but not, not for somebody who would be at the power five level. Two feet down and all in looks different 
at the power five level. Yeah. And I'm a, I, there, there's other people that I would consider for this job if I was USC, but I don't know if they can escape that glitz and glam Hollywood mindset. I, that's why I like PJ Fleck because I think he's a big enough name for them. But the truth is if I'm USC, I'm looking over at Billy Napier. Like if the sec schools couldn't get him, I'm going to do it. Hmm. Like, uh, and I, I wouldn't okay, worry so, about the fact so that his name would consider, Um. Okay. So, they're not going to consider Hugh Freeze because if they weren't going to consider Urban Meyer, they're damn sure not going to consider Hugh Freeze. Right. Uh, hmm. And I don't think Hugh Freeze would consider like, I don't think I don't Kyle think Whittingham is the choice. I've heard you say this. Kyle Whittingham is the choice. Like, imagine how good he could be. My, now, my only question is, is he willing to get in them trenches recruiting at that level? I don't know, but I will say, is Kyle Whittingham perfect if you know he's not going to bring his staff with him? Hmm. Because he can't bring the former defensive coordinator who was using Correct. the the n-word so he's out ah oh, man and the, the you're gonna the re- want a better wide receivers coach you're gonna no offense he probably bring his db's coach with him his oc i mean okay if I, never if mind him, he's not the right yeah that's that's my whole thing is like what comes with yeah Th- that's all because he's been very loyal to guys who have like utah ties Weaver State, BYU, all the interchangeable type stuff. Guys who have a history with Utah. So that's my only thing with Whittingham is he's so ingrained in that culture and he's so loyal to the regional ties that I do believe all other things being equal, he would be a fantastic coach to say, hey, we're going to give you even better players to develop into pro prospects than you are getting at Utah. I, I love I love that idea, but – I just it takes a village and and I don't know if the village comes with. Yeah. So that makes me think that you're right. That makes me think that you're right. Who's your, and, who at this moment? Who's your top? Who's your top guy? Like, what's the name that says, like, I would because in my head, it's if the, if they could get if they could get James Franklin, they would, but they can't. Yeah. Therefore. Correct. PJ Fleck has to be. The guy to me. Hmm. <sighs> hmm. I'm leaning towards what you said with, with, with PJ Fleck. He makes a lot of sense, dude. He's won at multiple places. So he didn't just do it at what was it? Central Michigan or Western Michigan? I think he was at Central. Yeah. I think. Hold on. Okay. And then he leaves that that school, which you'll clarify in just a second, and goes to Minnesota and immediately gets them contending. Even in their loss to Ohio State, it still looked really good. And he's, he was at Western Michigan. Yeah. So he's built a good team, right? He's recruiting well. If you gave him better resources and you gave him the location of Los Angeles, he would be willing to come, right? 
Yeah. And then they would be like, row, row the boat. And it would actually be even more appropriate here because there's actually there's an ocean. Well, actually, there there's lakes in Minnesota, but yeah. but they and freeze he, up in the wintertime. And he's a Shiano guy. Like he's a Shiano disciple. We know that that's good. Shiano took him to the NFL with him. From yeah. Rutgers. Um, he 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 built what he built Western Michigan and he built Minnesota and he did it with getting the same level recruits that they were getting before. That's a thing that people need to understand about Minnesota. Their recruiting classes are still in the 40 to 50 range. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, hmm. yeah, I like PJ Fleck. I think just the idea that you were that, oh, I, I have to, you know, like win at this level or that I need a big name. Big name is not the answer at USC. Somebody, because would anybody have thought when Mario Cristobal got the job that he would be recruiting at this level? Uh, no, I don't. I think the Mario Cristobal hire was a, like a triage. Oh shit. Moment. Like I, I remember at the time being like, Oh, he could be good, but but they were put into this situation by Willie Taggart and kind of left without a better option. Yeah. Was, was the, was the prevailing mindset of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think that they do have to go after somebody like, I like who they should hire and they, but they can't like, they can't take a chance, right? They can't take a chance to be wrong because they've been wrong twice. Well, actually they fired their last three head coaches. So they can't be wrong. So give me PJ Fleck. Give me. I dude, it's so hard because who who else is there that, you know, would be at least put a competent team out there every single year. Matt, Matt Campbell, Luke Fickle. Yeah, the Luke. I think I think the thing that's keeping people off of Luke Fickle is the Ohio loyalty. Yes, because his Ohio loyalty is on maximum level. He's he's like Ralph in Arizona. Yeah, but if there's one thing I know about people from Ohio, it's they will head southwest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the entire population of Arizona is people who talk about how great Cleveland is. Yeah, like then go back. Oh yeah, you can't. There's no jobs. Like I, yeah. he has a good job in Ohio, so maybe he won't leave. But uh, if you drop the bag for Luke Fickle, why wouldn't he? How could he possibly say no? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yep. Would they do it? Would they? Would they? Is that big enough for them? It Since should be. He's head coach. Yeah. It should be because because you don't need big like I don't think it's big enough for their fan base, but it's big enough to win, which is the most important thing. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that's it for this episode, guys. This is, oh, the one thing that we forgot to cover, geez Louise, is, and <laughs> we we can mention it super quick, is how the referees in college football have been bad all across the country and not just in the Pac-12. I, I have been just so happy that football's back that I'm, that I'm, I'm willing to excuse it. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, dude. I am not. Um, well, 
that's that for this episode. You guys, make sure that you guys share this episode of the Pac-12 Apostles. Tell a friend about it and share it and all those things. Leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit us up, 818-293-7547, or I'm mad, I-M-M-A-D at unafraidshow.com. Peace out. Catch you guys next episode. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool to the touch cover zoned springs and comfy foam layers Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a Chill Mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on Chill Mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. 
What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.